Hello and welcome everyone to episode 30 of the App EVs podcast. I'm your host Chris Rogers and today we'll be talking about the App Terra news for the period between September 26th and October 2nd, 2021. In this week's episode, I'll be talking about a big hire by Aptera, as well as a few other stories from the week. Hello, everyone. I hope that you all had a great week. The first story is easily the biggest news of the week, and it came in pretty late on Friday, or at least I saw it late on Friday, and it has huge ramifications for the company. That is that Jim Chu has been hired as CEO of Asia Pacific Operations for Aptera. I'm going to include the link to the press release that Aptera posted in the show notes, and you can read that. And his is relevant, you know, just a quick background summary on Jim Chu, his, his relevant auto industry experience. He worked at General Motors for about 16 years before moving to Cherry or Cherry Automobile, which is a Chinese state-owned auto manufacturer that was, I saw from the Wikipedia article, the 10th largest automaker in China as recently as 2012 by volume. At those companies, he moved up from staff engineer to more executive roles. Most recently, he was the VP of product development at Cherry Jaguar Land Rover in Shanghai. Uh, Mr. Chu will focus on, this is from the press release, will focus on building strategic alliances in the region, advancing the company's efforts to create the most efficient transportation on the planet. Co-CEOs Chris Anthony and Steve Fambro will work collaboratively with Chu to forge partnerships across Asia Pacific, enabling Aptera to achieve greater speed to market as production nears. From the press release, Chris Anthony said that we're already seeing results of the deep knowledge and relationships that Jim brings from Cherry Automobile, General Motors, and Johnson Controls. In addition, his energy and enthusiasm will be a great asset to Aptera as we push our first vehicles into production. The quotes in the press release from Mr. Chu are also interesting. According to, to Jim Chu, he was attracted to Aptera because of its broad consumer appeal and also the leading technologies or the technologies he said the technologies leading innovation forward are the ones who are different if you're not exceptionally unique you will be obsolete aptera has a beautiful three-wheel design combined with advanced aerodynamics its ability to convert solar energy into vehicle power is unlike anything else out there and that's how we'll win the ev market of the future now this announcement as i said in the beginning is is absolutely massive. There was no hint that Aptera was working towards this direction in their, during the most recent ambassador webinar, and, and I hadn't really seen anything, but it makes sense. Once they announced it, it's one of those things that you hear and you just go, oh, of course this is something that they were looking to do. The first big reason, or why this is really important, is something that has been alluded to by Aptera in multiple webinars and communications uh, regarding the challenges of navigating supply chain issues. Most recently in, I think, I guess in the September monthly update, there was the joke that where co-CEO Chris Anthony it was eating some potato chips in response to the microchip shortage. Uh, so, you know, Aptera, much like every company in the world involved in manufacturing, has been facing some serious challenges in securing components for its vehicle. 
especially ever since COVID, companies have been facing real problems between, you know, there's the microchip shortage, but also far simpler components for a vehicle like maybe lug nuts and in Jim Chu's role forging partnerships to achieve greater speed to market and, and that quote about his knowledge and relationships that speaks directly to that issue of addressing supply chain manufacturing to illustrate the scope of the of these of what's going on with the supply chain I have this is just anecdotal but I have a co-worker whose husband works closely with Chinese companies shipping components to the United States and according to him COVID has completely changed how goods are exported from China, which has dramatically slowed down, or it's increased costs and it's slowed down shipping times. And this is in addition to tariffs that were added during the last U.S. government administration that have not been removed. And when you're talking about every business, not just automakers here, uh, that are dealing with these problems, you can imagine that smaller companies like Aptera, which you which can go under the radar in a lot of ways that you can imagine they're really feeling the squeeze. I follow I also follow the video game industry quite closely and the number of delays to to hardware and software products in the last year has been absolutely staggering. We saw that also with Ford, where the amount of vehicles that they were able to manufacture and produce has been reduced as a result of supply chain issues. You know, even they, they, no one thinks of Ford as having these high-tech vehicles, but the microchip shortage impacted the number of cars that they were able to make as well. It, it was, in fact, it was really big news uh, that we just got that Tesla shipped 240,000 vehicles in the last quarter. They were one of the only, if not the only, manufacturer that did not see a slowdown in manufacturing. That's likely got to do with the fact that they do they're so vertically integrated and they do so much of their work uh, in-house as opposed to if you're relied on different components all around the world you could I imagine there are more risks there and we've also already seen with Aptera the impact on supply chain slowdown there's the there for a long time it actually to still now the word is that they're looking to get to production by the end of 2021. That's the goal. We have a couple more months for them to do that, and that's possible. They just signed a letter of intent on a lease on their their assembly factory in in San Diego, and so they're moving in that direction. But yeah, I th people have been speculating for a long time, and and I'm speculating that the by the end of 2021 production timeline is has if it has not internally already slipped it, it's going to get pushed back into 2022 because of these these macro scale problems that everyone is facing and so moving on into reasons why Jim Chu's hire is important the biggest reason for excitement for me personally is from you could read it directly from his quotes you know when he says if you're not exceptionally unique you will be obsolete and also Aptera's ability to convert solar energy into vehicle power is unlike anything else out there and that's how we'll win the EV market of the future. Those quotes to me speak directly to the long-term potential of Aptera. Those aren't the words of someone who sees the end goal of Aptera of fulfilling the current 11,000 pre-orders and then maintaining, you know, staying afloat with a, a small niche role in the market or you know there's always the questions of what's the market for Aptera 
you know, who wants this two seed or how many people. The quotes from Jim Chu sound like someone who who looks at Aptera and its revolutionary efficiency and is dreaming big. I, I spoke about this in the interview with Michael Wu, but I believe Aptera's biggest potential is with commercial vehicles in, in terms of shipping. And that, and that can be in just a delivery vehicle or in slightly larger vehicles like the the Amazon van. And that's because businesses, those are the most price conscious, cost conscious entities in, you know, you know, that that operate you know they look at the bottom line they're not focused on aesthetics they're focused on you know, what is this going to cost me what is this going to cost me long term how can i minimize costs and and so i you know that that's one role or one area where i see that aptera is has some huge areas for growth well beyond just the pre-orders and and uh, choose quote is i think is looking at that fact that no one else is doing what Aptera is doing with composites, efficiency, and solar. And he's making the same conclusions that Amory Lovins did when he was discussing hy- the hypercars of the future uh, over 15 years ago. It, in short, once you make the ultimate product, the ultimate performance product, and this applies to any field, it's not just uh, auto, but it's. It, I think it's particularly important because of how capital traditionally capital intensive making cars is and how much they cost and and so how much people are are trying to save money you're spending tens of thousands of dollars on on something but once you make the ultimate product that's better than everything else consumers will naturally flock to you and then all you're focused on doing is is tweaking different services related components of your ultimate product and Aptera is about to have the cheapest, most durable electric vehicle with the longest range on the market. There are all these stories about Lucid Air, their official U.S. Environmental Protection Agency rating of, I think, 100 and, or excuse me, 520 miles of, of range, which is just, an, uh, that's, that's an astonishing, um, this is an astonishing range. When you, when you look at where we came from, you know, over 800 kilometers, 500 and over 500 miles. You know, I guess 10 years ago, um, Tesla was coming out with its 260, and that was incredible. And, and now they've doubled that. And they're also kind of dipping their toes in the water with their coefficient of drag around 0.2. And but it, it, as soon as Aptera goes into production, you know, like its lowest end vehicles, 250, 400 miles. You know, are already going to be market leaders, and then the 600 and the 1,000 are going to be untouched. Um, I mean, Tesla alone at 400 miles was untouched for basically its entire entire history, and then Lucid came along and finally unseated it. But Aptera is about to take that, and and there's no one who's talking about 600 miles on their vehicles. Certainly not talking about a thousand with a vehicle that's supposed to have a lifetime, a, a, a expected life expectancy of, of 50 years. You know, uh, I think the first group of people that are going to jump on that are going to be, you know, I guess fleet scale operators who need, need components or people to be transported from point A to point B. And they're just going to, there's just going to be someone who's going to do the math 
they're going to look at Aptera and they're going to go, oh, that, that's it. I'm buying only Apteras. And is, if, if, if they can meet that capacity, then, you know, that, that's, that's going to be huge. And that's, that's what I read into Jim Chu's quote about, you know, there's, you know, if, if you're exceptionally, if you're not exceptionally unique, you will be obsolete. Um, Aptera is exceptionally uh, unique and they're about to make a lot of vehicles look obsolete pretty much overnight and you know it, it'd be one thing if there was someone else that was that you could see that was coming to market who was trying to do that app terror is going to do you know and then you could say all right well you know who's going to get there first you know there's not the same sort of thing where everyone was talking about tesla killers you know everyone was assuming it's like well you know big auto is going to make an EV that's going to be better than a Model 3 and then they're going to be in trouble, be better than a Model S. You know, that hasn't happened. And it certainly is not going to happen with, you know, with the it, the composite vehicles and the complete change in, in manufacturing. Um, that would require a dramatic shift in the industry that I don't think we've seen the auto industry, both in the U.S. and in Europe or around the world, really capable of doing. Um, the the last reason why I think the news of Mr. Chu's hire is important is in this would it, I mean I guess I'm speculating on all of this but I think that it it may signal the the first steps of of Aptera trying to figure out how they're going to market and sell the vehicle in Asia and China has been the world's largest EV market for years now. And, you know, Aptera is, because they have such a, a large market, you know, there's there's a lot of customers that they can sell their vehicles to. Um, it's also, Aptera is going to do better in every country that does not have a robust charging infrastructure. So when you're talking about the, the Philippines or, or Indonesia, I think everyone always thinks about, it's like, well, you know, roads are smaller around the world than they are in the US and so there's some concerns about the width of the vehicle but I, I think that you know the far bigger barrier for for EVs is you know if if you can't charge you know you, you need to have a reliable electricity grid um, you, and you need to have you know high-speed charging infrastructure for these vehicles to be practical Aptera doesn't really require that Aptera can get by with very low speed charging infrastructure, which means that there are there are vehicles that, you know, um, Tesla's an incredible line of products, like Rivian, you, you know, I guess they, they, I think they showed, they made a documentary of them driving through Patagonia and it's great. And I really wonder how they managed to keep that vehicle charged, you know, throughout as they're going through the mountains in, in Chile, because it's not like there's there's a, a, a high-speed charging network. I, I imagine that the, you know, I guess I didn't watch the, the documentary, and, and so maybe they go into that, but I imagine that was actually a, a, a logistical nightmare. Aptera just needs to be left out in the sun, and maybe it's for a few days, but, you know, if you're not going, like, long distances, you can do that. And so I think it's, I mean, it, Asia, Asian countries aren't alone in this, but, you know, if, if Jim Chu you know, is bringing in these relationships that allows him to do that, you know, this is going to be... I guess this this is just overall this is just a really big announcement. I'm I'm really excited for it, and you know I'm you know I'm excited to hear more about the you know the result of of these the you know the the relationships that they're forging, 
uh, you know, I, I guess they there was a quote from Chris Anthony about how you know it, it's he's already helping out to you know to to, to get things off the ground and, and to make things happen, and so. I suspect that we'll look back and this will be one of those kind of key turning points for the company that will say, oh, you know, that was the that was the moment when, you know, that was a key moment in securing the future of Aptera. Moving on, the remaining stories of the week are, are actually a, a couple of, of YouTube videos from folks who are focused on Aptera, which I'm going to include the links to in the show notes because I found them really interesting. The first is a, a really cool video illustrating what Apteryd's width, it's 88 inches or 223 centimeters, what that looks like in real world scenarios. And it's from a, a user called Tosh slash Raj Gyanjeep. Um, and it's the, the presenter just has a, a pipe that's the same width as the Aptera. And he goes around and he places it next to a you know, number of vehicles and, and I guess relevant locations to show what it would look like. So he starts off with a Nissan Leaf and you can see what it looks like, you know, parked next to the on a curb on the side of the road. He looks at a, a some pickup trucks, a van, he looks at parking spaces and and I I I think it's, you know, we know what the specs are of the vehicle, but it was good to see to get an idea of, you know, what what it looks like with a vehicle that wide on American roads and going around. And the second video is from the YouTube channel Aptera Owners Club, and it's a video on hub motors. And that video is, I, I previously did in one of the episodes, one of the first episodes of this podcast, talking about Alafe's hub motors um, for Aptera. And what the Aptera Owners Club has done is, is a great summary of what it means that Aptera is using hub motors. And, and so if you're looking for you know, a relatively brief, less than 10 minute summary as opposed to me rambling on and on about it, I, I'd recommend you checking it out. You know, there's there's a, another company that I think did a, a webinar recently and, and Aptera Owners Club summarizes that as well. And, and so highly recommend you check out, you know, these channels as well as, you know, feel free to write in if there are other I mean, I don't know if, if any listeners here are hosting or creating other content about Aptera. You know, reach out to me, you know, either on Twitter at apt underscore EVs podcast or apt EVs podcast at gmail.com. And, you know, I'm happy to share links with, with folks because I, I think some people are putting out some, some great stuff. And that concludes episode 30 of the Apt EVs podcast. I hope you found this episode interesting. And as always, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please tell a friend so that we can continue to grow the Aptera movement. The Apt EVs podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, including Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions or feedback, including corrections, please send those to aptevspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at apt underscore evspodcast. You can also send me audio messages through the Anchor FM website, either on mobile or through the the desktop. Um, also, if you're interested in supporting the podcast, I include my link, my referral link for $30 off your refundable $100 reservation. And so please use that and, and share it widely. 
Thank you to OS50 for the song, Movies, and in the words of Jeff Kanana, think about what you put out into the world and make it a better place. <laughs>